the the way to live, to find, to source peace from within is to give peace, is to give, to live by giving, not by receiving, because the world has never given us the best thing. And believe that what you do to someone, being able to communicate, being able to uh, to 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 say, well, I'm going to do something good, even if I'm not, uh, even if the world hasn't done good to me, I'm sure you'll find some joy like I did. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. Let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Hippolyte Tigurewa, and Hippolyte is an artist, activist, and founder of Be The Peace, an organization focusing on the use of art to halt the intergenerational transmission of hate and to promote the power of cross-generational healing. A child survivor of the 1994 genocide against the Tutsi, Hippolyte continues to promote reconciliation and peace throughout Rwanda. He joined Yale University as a Greenberg World Fellow in 2020 and continues as a research fellow at the Shell Center for International Human Rights. He also has a brand new book on the way called A Boy Called Hippo. Welcome to the show, Hippolyte. Thank you so much for your kind introduction. So uh, Hippolyte, why don't we um, maybe just start by, by going back in time. I mean, you are, as I said in the intro, a survivor of the genocide in Rwanda, and you were just seven years old at the time. Maybe just tell us a little bit about what that was like as a, as a young child during an actual genocide. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was seven years old when the genocide against the Tutsi occurred in Rwanda and more than a million people were killed. So among those million people includes my, my dad and my uh, other relatives and friends and neighbors that I have seen for, that I have known many years. So, you know, and, and, and when it occurred, when it started, I guess as a child, it, I couldn't know that it, it, it was on the way, but people who were grown up, they could see because the killings and trial of the genocide didn't start just in, 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 in April 1994, because it was taught for so long before, before then by the... You know, the hatred was taught for so long, for generations, by the you know, the government that was on power then. So, well, it's, how can I say what what was the feeling? It's just like I was trying to survive every, every day, every second. Every second would be a second of death, or as every second would be a second of miracle and survive. So I was hiding and um, with my his whole family when it started we all got dispersed and I was with my brother most of the time in a genocide and hiding and my dad got killed um, in, in, in that genocide against the Tutsi and it was early on in, in month of April but we had to leave like that for about um, 
three months, and then even afterwards, the the, the killings continued, and I was, just, you know, how how did I survive? I don't know. It's just like the miracle. You in the genocide, you could do anything to survive, but you did nothing to survive. So we, myself, um, saw people. Uh, being killed i was a child slave for the killers at some point and we used to go and fetch waters for them they could use after killing people we could see them killing in the in the neighborhood and we could and the killers could uh, take us as children to to children who were we we were waiting to be killed as their celebration of finishing off the tutsi and in that village, many of the the children we were with were killed. But luckily, I survived and I went in refugee camp where life wasn't even easy that time. It's a refugee camp called Nyarushishi in southwest of Rwanda. And I lived there for three months. But, you know, the experiences of the whole genocide time was made up by hiding under dead bodies myself and in mass graves and in, in in you know uh, spending nights in the, in in the bush and meeting that time I can say the friends I had were only uh, the, the 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 darkness because it's when I could we could hide uh, easily the friends I had were uh, you know the 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 bush the plants were only friends because it's where I could hide. But I also had I was lucky. I and my brother we had some time to to hide in my godparents who were Hutu. Um, we spent some time there. They hid us, but then as it became very intense, it couldn't be possible for them to. Because it became very intense, and killers were trying to go into uh, the houses and check if there are Tutsi who are hiding there. Anyway, so all those those are experiences that I mentioned, and they were not necessarily that they happened one after the other, but they would they would happen today or tomorrow, and then so it's a mixture of all those. That's what I can call the experience of surviving or living in the genocide seeing people being killed, seeing your friends and, and your relative being raped and waiting to be killed and seeing people you've considered as 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 neighbors, as as people, as parents like your parent killing children, women and men and chanting how good they are and how bad that the Tutsis were and they had they deserved to be killed. And it was just hatred that was driving that then mm. i don't know if i can describe um it's a lot it's just like it's yeah. a hard thing to describe yeah well hippolyte you said before that many of the killers were i mean some of them were family friends and neighbors which i mean seems incomprehensible that some of these people were were your neighbors were 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 they former friends uh, yes, I mean people who were reading uh, the list, who were trying to find us in the first week. When we hid, we could hear that you know people. They still live there. They still live in 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 my 
my neighborhood where my mom still lives today and they they got punished they got sentenced they went to prison they're back in the community and you know they they live there and they they they're building the country with many uh, with survivors with other people but what i have to say <clears throat> what it means is well, it also drives what i do today it drives what i how i i came to see the people after after the genocide and which is why today we we are we are made up of our thoughts we are made up of what we have consumed we are made up of the media we consume we are made up of the um of the hatred the education we get the hatred we receive from our from our um from our from our adults from our media from what we read from what we study and from what the government preaches us to be and how i mean these, these that's 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 what it shows today everyone i knew they were being taught to hate us they were being taught that one day they have to kill us so that they can get they, so that's because they 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 were taught that the the peace for them was to kill the tutsis and for generations what happens if someone is taught what happens to us when we are taught to be we are taught now the ideology it's planned it's 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 what makes me to see today a human being more than anything else when i see a rwandan i see them as rwandan when i see a rwandan woman i see a rwandan woman and when i see an american uh, a United States citizen is as a black. I see them as black, and I, I see I see them as human being. And I see them as as when I see a white person here in the United States where I live today. I mean, I see I see them as human being, same as everywhere. Who can be good? Who can also, I mean, who can do good things? Who can also do bad things because of what they have consumed and what they have come to learn and they, they, yeah they they people i've seen they were not even a mile i mean next doors to our houses were people who came just when the genocide was declared to start that's when they, they came with spears with machetes and destroying the houses in which of the neighbors of ourselves they burnt our house these are the house that in which they shared beer uh, with my dad, with my parents, and, and and the same with other Tutsi who were killed. So that's that's how badly teaching or learning to hate can become. And I'm sure that that's also the same way that people can learn to love and to 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 do something good. So I see a human being as as a as a as as a can be creature absolutely so hippolyte just to go just to go back a little bit so after the genocide just so people have a have a have a picture here of your you know really your transformation um you went to school and i know then you ended up having to drop out of school because you had to you had to pay for transportation after this after the genocide few months i had to start primary school and <clears throat> I started the primary school. I was 
I wasn't speaking really a lot. I rarely spoke because I, in my mind, what was on was just like the stories of, of suffering, of killings that I have seen. And so I, I but I, I, I was succeeding in class and I don't know how that happened. Really, it was a miracle that I could succeed with all things I had in my mind. So I succeeded and I succeeded and I passed the national uh, exam that allows people to go from high school, I mean, from primary school to a high school. Then I went in high school. When I went in high school, the government of Rwanda has set up a, a survivor, and it still works today, 27 years after the genocide. They set up a fund to support survivors who uh, to support survivors in education, in health care. And so <clears throat> I was not going to be able to afford the school fees and school materials. So they supported me. Uh, and thanks to them, I was able to succeed. Also, I mean, I was able to study. But in Rwanda, in the Rwandan high school system, you do three years of general training. You study every subject, chemistry, maths, their languages and everything. And then when you you reach three years in high school, you do another national exams and you, you are able to choose other options. And so you're going to do another, you choose the orientation, the profession you want to do or the focus of the studies you want to do. So I chose the studies, but then I, the school I had to go to was far away from where I used to go. And what I had to do was that mean that the transportation to go to school was different, was was much more higher, like two, three dollars higher. And so, of course, the, the, I was among the poor uh, survivors that uh, the, the survivors fund was able to give us, you know, transportation to go to school and mater school materials. So they gave me the school materials and they, they gave me the transportation um, but I used it to go to my usual school to change the, the to change to see if they can allow me to study there because the other school was far. There, when what happened is there the places were full, and so my transportation ticket was already that I was given from the survivors fund was finished, so I couldn't. You know, now I am home. I can't get a, a nearer school. I have to go to school. The only option I have is go to, to go to that far school. Well, $5 transportation to go to that school. It was a boarding school. When I say boarding school, people in the United States might think, oh, that was for rich, <laughs> rich, rich people. No. Yeah. In Rwanda, the, the, public, the, the private schools actually are the ones that are the boarding schools mainly are, are the ones that are cheap, <laughs> just to be clear. Uh, that, that, at that time, at least, uh, and, and it's different school. So I stopped going to school. I was wondering, and the frustration came up, and I was like, okay, so my sense of revenge was in school. My sense of success was in school because that's where I directed my success and, and my and I could see that I would change things because what was going on in my mind. But then th what happened is the frustration uh, guided me or led me to think, oh, this is because of the people who killed my, my father, who killed my cousins, who killed my... 
or other people or my relatives. And I said, well, and my mom in that time, my siblings um, couldn't afford, couldn't help because we were poor, we didn't have land, our house was burnt down. And then, you know, it wasn't possible. So I started thinking, well, the only option that is left is to become a killer and do revenge. And I started thinking that's and that, that's a profession that I have to do to become a killer and do revenge and kill people um, as a profession to change things. And so I started going to where my dad was killed in uh, to the church called Mividizi in 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 Southwest, where I you know close to my um, to my family where we lived. Well, I, I used to go there trying to have this virtual conversation with my dad saying I'm going to do revenge because it was like, where do I get inspiration of what to do? But then virtually, I mean, when I say virtual conversation, it's just like meditating, meditation. But I wasn't getting really the go ahead from my dad, if I may say, through that meditation. And I was like, well, I was trying to find, and I, I had to find a way. And I tr- attempted to join the military so that it would be a, a best strategy to go in the army and then be able to learn how to kill. And, and and I was too young. They said, you can't. And then, anyway, long story short, a, a Congolese medical uh, doctor called Thierry Kalombo met me and he met me because they lived, he worked in the hospital very close to that church. He met me when I was wandering around and coming out of the bush where, where, I, where I was wandering around the church where people, many people were killed. He saw me, he was doing his evening walk. And then we, I, we talked and I said, I'm not going to school. He asked me why and I told him and then he was like, bring me your uh, grades tomorrow. And then we see, well, and I went back to school having that idea of probably becoming a killer. But then when I arrived at the school, he helped me throughout the three years of my high school that was remaining. He gave me tickets and everything every time. And he was really supportive of me. Uh, Yeah. So then I, I went back to school with that idea. And later on, the idea of becoming a killer changed through my study of sociology, knowing how people interact. And that, yeah, so that's how, that's what happened. And they, 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 when, when I was introduced to sociology, because I was being trained to become a teach a primary teacher, that's the time I, I, I was introduced to sociology. And they said sociology was the study of interactions of people. Well, I said, okay. So I would be a good killer if I know how people interact. But, but <laughs> through the, the studies and through what was going on, through the, um, the gachacha courts that were going on in Rwanda, I realized that a human being is unable to be creature. And I said, well, am I being better? Is this a good way to change? I started thinking, oh, I am a child of 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 a of my of a person who's of my father is killed because of genocide. So if I'm going to kill someone, 
I would be making them, I would be making their children feel like I'm feeling now. And I was like, okay, so what, what, this is not the best way. I'm becoming bad, as bad as them. And then I changed my mind, went into um, the realization that, you know, what was killing us um, was, was a result of hatred that was taught for so long. So I said, well, I'm going to preach, I'm going to teach, I'm going to be the peace, I'm going to preach peace, and I'm going to forgive, which is the path from then I am on. Wow. So, so Hippolyte, would you say that, so that, that, that decision to, to forgive, I mean, was that something that like sort of happened steadily over time as you were studying sociology or is it, you know, is it the type of thing that just hit you all at once? Um, or is it something that sort of just like steadily happened, you know, to make that, to make that really powerful decision? I would say, uh, all the things were leading to that. And I think it's a process. Healing and, and forgiving, it happens in one day, it happens one second, but it's a process. And the realization of that, of what, what I, where I was going, was, you know, the Congolese medical doctor who put me back to school he was really important in my life of seeing people. Congo and Rwanda were just out of the wall. In Congo, there were people who were, so to give them a background, but the, the Congo, the, the Republic, Democratic Republic of Congo is in the, in the west of, of Rwanda. So the, it, it was just a war and people in Congo who are not Congolese, Rwandans who were who fled after who fled Rwanda after I mean after com many of them doing after committing genocide fled to Congo. So Rwanda and Congo as countries politically they were they were just after in a war or they were just finishing the war, and and to see someone from you know to see someone who's helping me where I thought oh they were Congolese I was like okay so. That kindness, that act of kindness, is, is also has contributed to for me to see the the, the Hutu uh, godparents who hid me and my brother and my dad for a few weeks in the genocide. They also I started also thinking about them. I was like, oh, and through the Gachacha courts, I came to see that there were people who were doing something different. And they were giving testimony of how they hid Tutsis. And so all of those powerful acts of kindness done by people, done by, um, different, by different people to me or to others, and through the study of how we learn and how we unlearn, that's what made me think. That's what made me realize. That's what made me uh, go on the path of forgiveness. Because I see a human being as a born clean creature who become because of what they learn. And that's what uh, that's why my Be the Peace organization talks about stopping the intergenerational transmission of hate. Yeah, absolutely. Can I ask you, are you still in touch with the, the Congolese doctor? <laughs> I think he's a, he's a I tried. He's a humble person. I tried to thank him every time, every now and again. 
we are we communicate and sometimes sometimes we communicate he's also not the social media person but i'm sure (laughs) (laughs) uh we yeah we keep in touch i i follow his moves on facebook that he used very rarely so yeah sometimes we communicate oh that's wonderful wonderful um so what was the feeling like so when you made that that decision I mean, did you feel like a weight was lifted from your shoulders? Like, how did you feel when you when you embraced that power, that uh, that feeling to 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 make the decision to forgive? Yeah, energy, uh, power, power. When I say power, like maybe energy is the best way, is the best word. Energy, joy, came to me mm. because at the time was like. <sighs> this resentment in me and trying to say, well, what do I do? And seeing someone in like, okay, so is he who? Is he a good person? Is he good or bad? Or that what was that what could start? It, can he help me to be to 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 the way of where I'm going with my plan to become a killer or not? So that's what I could see I, uh, uh, before I did that decision. But afterwards I was like, oh I, I I found empathy. I found joy. I found uh, inner energy to really continue to do the work and through the arts, through everything, my all energy, my all writing, my all everything. Even when I was playing basketball or soccer, <laughs> I, I could feel like I'm doing it for the good. I'm doing it because I'm gonna be good because I want to. I'm doing it for happiness, for joy, to teach people. If someone breaks me or play badly for me in a basketball uh, game, I, I I try to be nice. I try to be kind, and I hope. And I I, I found the way to joy. I found joy, empathy as the really great uh, tools for my 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 uh, my journey to change the world. That's what I, I, I felt after I, I have done that because I went even in my community, my family, we talked about it and my family said, yeah, we have to forgive them. We forgive the people we knew who have participated in killings and they came to our ceremonies of wedding or ceremonies of commemoration. They help us, they work with us. And it's just a joy. Amazing. You know, Hippolyte, I just want to just just take take your example for a minute and just kind of take a take a snapshot of the world right now and i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of anger in the world right now um because people are so isolated with the pandemic and many people have lost their jobs and businesses and children and teens are are stuck at home you know particularly here in the united states you know for anybody that's feeling a little angry right now hopeless powerless yeah. What would you tell them? I would tell them, look, um, it's there. You can't change it probably now. But the only thing you can do today is to give. <laughs> the peace, the, 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 the joy can probably come, can never come from anywhere outside of myself. And when I say myself, don't people don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about that. You know, we have everything, money, uh, and sometimes we are thinking, oh, well, 
if you think about it, that even people who have billions and billions of money who are now in worry, who live in worry, they go to sleep and they're like, oh, God, uh, I hope I wake up uh, safe tonight, uh, tomorrow because they think maybe where they have got money is, is you know, someone is, is trying to kill them or what. What I'm trying to say is my method to peace and my method of, the method of be the peace as an organization, as a method, is peace is what you give, not what you ask others to give you. And the same as joy, same as love. Today, you might be homeless, you might be out of job, you might be out of what. But I'm telling you, probably someone coming to you and give you a thousand dollars today might not probably make you happy than you waking up and say, well, I'm going to go and you are hungry. I understand you might be harmless, but you probably would get up in the morning and go and let's say do the shoveling or do uh, something for someone or say something for someone or make a call to your friend and say, look, I know you're a good person. You're my friend. Maybe that will give you the best feeling than a thousand dollars. So it's it, it it might sound really naive. It might sound really, um, uh, of course, abnormal because the normality we have embraced is the normality that tells us, look, when you suffer, you have to make someone else suffer, and that's what makes us good. No, the the way to live to find to source peace from within is to give peace, is to give, to live by giving, not by receiving, because the world has never given us the best thing. And believe that what you do to someone, being able to communicate, being able to, uh, to, to, to say, well, I'm going to do something good, even if I'm not, uh, even if the world hasn't done good to me, I'm sure you'll find some joy like I did. Like, like, yeah, so I would say understand that it's in, it is the world. Understand that it's not only you. Understand that the system is bad and we're we all part of the systems. But train yourself probably to do something because what is happening to you is what other people have done and it's bad. It's what the system has done to you and it's bad. Do you want to keep angry against that system? And what's the best way? The best way is to do something different that the system doesn't tell you to do. The system doesn't tell you to 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 be good, to be nice, to see a white person as a as a, a friend, a black person as a friend, a Latino or whatever. But when you see them as human being, and when you see them as people who can who you can do something good to them, I think. It, you find that joy, you find that joy. So be nice, be kind, and that's the joy. That's what comes, because if you don't, then you are supporting the system that made us the way we are. Beautiful, so beautiful. Um, Hippolyte, maybe talk a little bit about, um, a little bit more about Be The Peace, your organization, as well as you did a walk across Rwanda. <laughs> well, yeah, Be The Peace, it, it started... Uh, <laughs> As a, as a, as I, when I finished my high, my university in sociology in Butare, which is the university in Rwanda, I 
started the theater project for community and I was using you know, theater as a way of helping people tell their stories. And then I was like, oh, I found the growth, the growing need for people to tell their stories. And I was like, okay, how do I become more, how do I give more to the communities? And then I started that. So 2016, Be the Peace became kind of an organization. It started as a foundation and they found the best ways to make it an organization. And an organization that when we started in Rwanda, we working with people who are survivors and perpetrators who finish their sentences in prison or and their children to bring them together, to talk and work together. And Be the Peace has been uh, supporting their work and suggesting uh, projects, implementing projects with them. Like one of the projects is we have, um, they have been working on gardens and the vegetable gardens in the backyard. And it's a, a family of survivor and perpetrator come together with, okay, parents and their descendant, young adult now in their 20s. They come together, they build for each other a, a garden, vegetable gardens, and they plant fruit trees. The idea is these people, and they talk about why they're doing it. They talk, they tell their stories. Among the people we're working with, young people now, are um, people who, the young people who were born, I mean, not young, like young adults today in their 20s who were born as a result of rape in the genocide. And that's the category. And some people who, who, who some young people who are born from the, the families of survivors and families of people who, who committed some um, crimes of genocide. And so we, we're working together. They do uh, peace gardens. We work in the east of Rwanda. We also do go in schools and give talks. And they also, we give also cows because a cow in Rwanda is a significant milk is when you give someone a milk or someone uh, a cow in Rwanda, it's a very big thing. It's a pact of friendship forever. And we have, we're trying to buy cows as be the peace. Uh, we've been, and when I say we've been trying to buy the, the cows and it's an, a, a project where they, we have been giving cows to different families as we are able to find funds. Um, slow by slow, we have, given some families cows and when they they, they when the cow um give birth then they take tons in milking it and also they they pass the cow on to another family so that they become so it's a kind of a a grassroots community community-based organization which is now becoming wherever i have talked people have got in touch and say can we have be peace in the united states in the uk and other countries and i'm making it as a global a global network of community of people who are trying to uh promote the the transmission of love and peace instead of transmission of hate and violence and trauma to the next generation. So that's kind of how we do we do it, and, and uh, it has been funded through my twenty percent and twenty percent salary uh, that I have been getting from other work I've been doing. So, but some individuals have also contributed. But that's what we're doing, and and the, the, what what is going to be in the United States or other countries, it's going to be also that 
basic idea. I live, the way to peace is to be the peace. Only peace can be available if I give peace, if I don't ask for peace. Yeah. Mm, Love that. Amazing. Um, Hippolyte, as we uh, come to the end here, just um, this is a question I ask most of the people on the show, but uh, do you have any daily practices that you do to help keep you grounded and maybe a bit more centered? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) I would say uh, since I, 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 I started saying, I started the realization I have learned to live by giving. And when I say giving, it's not at all. I don't have lots of money to give, but I, I started living by giving. When I see anything, any good news, any good bad news, anything, I say, what's my role? What's nice. my role? Before I contribute to comments or what, what's my role? How, what can I give? to this situation. What's my role in this? And it goes back and I wonder, oh, whatever is happening, what's my role? And it's like, oh, crazy, crazy, angry, 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 and then oh, busy, busy, tired. And then when I arrive at the point of saying, oh, remember, what's your role in all this? Where are you going? What can you give to the world? Mm. That's the practice. And that's what be the piece is. You just ask yourself, stop, breathe, learn, say what's my role. It's not about them. What can you do? Texas is now in problem. In what's my role in that? What can I do to be the piece? Can I call a friend there? Maybe that's that's something I can do. Can I send a one dollar to a campaign that is going on? Maybe yes. So that's that's the thing. I, 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 that's that's the practice. Reminding myself, of course, I'm not a saint. Of course, I <laughs> the systems and everything and life takes me sometimes, you know, to get angry. But you know, it's like uh, then come on, calm down, and then remember, what's your role in this? What can <laughs> you to give? So that's that's kind of. I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Anybody watching, you know, just keep asking that question. What's my role? What's my role? I love that. I'm going to start doing that. That's beautiful. That's in, that's life changing right there. Um, Hippolyte, last question. If you had the opportunity and I ask everybody this question, you know, I'm not sure how old you are, but if you had the opportunity to travel back in time 20 years um, what words of wisdom might your current self share with your younger self? What could I share? <laughs> That's a complicated. <laughs> so, what should I share to my younger self? Yeah, if you were gonna, if 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 he was sitting with you right now, um, what might you tell him? Oh, I would say, be kind. Things will be well. Live by donating. Live by giving. Something will, some, by giving, you will receive more. By asking, you will receive probably less and bad. But through donating, people, sometimes when you say donating, people will think about money or what. No, through giving, 
whether it's thoughts, whether it's a call, whether it's idea, whether it's silence, whatever you give, you receive more and you receive joy when you do that. Whether it's going to fetch water for an old person or whether it's supporting someone, whether it's a good kind words to someone, whether whatever it is, whether it's to yourself, do live by giving, not by receiving. Because by giving, you necessarily get a lot more. That's what I would say because, you know, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> mm, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Um, Hippolyte, what's the best way for people that want to learn more about the work you're doing, about Be the Peace, about your new book? Um, how can they? How can they find out about all this? Well, uh, in many, in few days. I mean, there is a lot. There's a lot about my um, my activities covered by media and things. You can type my names in in in. In, in Google probably. If not, very soon my website, the website of Be The Peace will go on about, um, and it will be www.bethepeace.global. That will be on, it's not on now, but um, you can also see my walk, the 100 day walk I did in Rwanda as an invitation to Be The Peace um, uh, uh, when I walked all across the country in 100 days. You can watch lots of a lot about it on uh, be the peace dot, dot, uh, sorry be the peace walk dot net and otherwise you know you are connected to me if you feel you are doing something good if you're being kind that's a great connection you can do more than writing me an email or something if you write me an email it would be Another kind word, another kind way of connecting. But if you are kind to each to each thing, then we'd be good. Connect with me by being the peace with everyone, being the peace with everything, being the peace everywhere, everywhere, and being the peace every day. That would be the connection. Nice. That's great. And, uh, and by the time this episode airs, um, Hippolyte's new book should be available on Amazon. It's called A Boy Call, Called Hippo, and that's H-Y-P-P-O. Um, so uh, I'm excited to dive into it myself. So check out that book as well. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, yeah, uh, I'm sure this time I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm Facebook. My name's Hippolyte, and you it by H Y P P O L I T E N T I G U R I R W A. What a way of spelling. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worth the effort to find Hippolyte and uh, find out about his work and his book. Um, Hippolyte's. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's great to great to talk with you. Thank you so much, um, Joe. Thank you for letting people tell their stories. And um, yeah, be the peace and thanks. Thank you for listening to the Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, 
sail away from the safe harbor and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone. 